0: Welcome to America the Bilingual, where we report on bilingualism in America. And encourage it. I'm Steve Levine. And I'm Fernando Hernandez. So here we are, Fernando, at the end of season one. I'm feeling grateful to all the people we've interviewed for our first 20 episodes.
1: We'll hear from many of them and from New Voices in Season 2, which begins on Wednesday, March 28th.
0: Let's tell our listeners about a few of the episodes we're working on for Season 2.
1: Yeah, for example, we are researching how monolingual parents can raise bilingual children.
0: Bilingual parents have a head start. They can give their kids the gift of bilingualism from birth simply by speaking a language other than English at home. But what about monolingual English-speaking parents who don't have that advantage? We'll be interviewing some experts on that subject and, of course, parents themselves. For example, I had a chance to sit down with Allison Altman and her baby. So now you've had your first child, beautiful little Charlotte. She's 14 months old. And what would you like Charlotte's upbringing to be in regards to languages? I'd love Charlotte to be able to speak another language. And I think it would be great for her to be able to travel and speak Spanish, be able to enter school knowing another language. And the research that I've read on the cognitive advantages of just knowing another language. And I don't know if it's the process of learning it or the process of practicing it on a regular basis it just seems like there's so many amazing advantages for her brain and for her life and I'd love her to have that.
1: Curious about this other episode on our list, Steve? Studying Latin in the 21st century? Should anyone bother?
0: Well, remember Edward Zaro, the high school Latin teacher we interviewed at the Actful Teachers Conference in Nashville last fall? Yes,
1: he has a PhD from Yale and was the 2016 Teacher of the Year.
0: That's the one. Here's a bit of tape that will appear in our Latin episode. I'll never forget the time when a student named Sam came into my class and he said, Dr. Z, I have the most exciting news ever. I said, tell me, tell me more. And he said, I get to go to Vatican City and I might be in a room with the Pope. And immediately every light bulb in my brain lit on fire because as a Latin teacher, how often have we always heard, so you you, you teach Latin, who are you gonna talk to, the Pope? I said, Sam, I took him by the shoulders. And I said, Sam, you're gonna talk to the Pope in Latin. You're gonna make our dream come true. And this is one of my favorites, how people are learning another language by not studying it.
1: Here's a minute with Susan Golden, who did something pretty delicious when she had a couple of months free between jobs. When I was between leaving the university, I had been at UCSF Medical Center and was starting a new job. It was the first time I had a break of about two months. And I went to Italy to a cooking school um, that was purposely taught in Italian for people from abroad so that they could get some exposure to the Italian language. And that, again, was another incredible way to be introduced to a language.
0: And we're also working on an episode on what may hold the most promise for scaling up and making a real change in American bilingualism, dual language schools.
1: And we'll have an episode busting in the myth that language classes are mostly a waste of time.
0: Well, a lot of us of a certain age suffered through some pretty old-school language classes. You know, but today
1: most language classes are a whole lot better than there were a century ago when you were in school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thanks about that. And speaking about how things have changed, we'll be talking about technology and the belief that some people have that Google Translate or other machine translation will get so good... We won't bother learning foreign languages at all.
1: Yeah, but what's the fun in that?
0: Kind of like saying now that we can buy frozen dinners, why learn to cook?
1: Or why bother to dance?
0: Well, we know dancing is completely unnecessary. (laughs) And we have a request of our listeners, right? Yes, dear listeners, we're hungry for stories. Write to us at americathebilingual.com and let us know your language story, your language biography, as we call it. Among other stories, we're looking to hear from people who became bilingual as adults. How did you do it, and why? We're really looking forward to hearing from you. We'll be reposting a few
1: of our favorite episodes from Season 1 this winter, and we'll resume our twice-per-month schedule with Season 2 on March 28th.
0: And our thanks most of all to you, dear listeners. We appreciate you being here and your help spreading the bilingual word in America. America the Bilingual is part of the Lead with Languages campaign of ACTFUL, the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages. The programs are written by me, Steve Levine, and our producer, Fernando Hernandez, who also does our cool sound design and mixing. Our associate producer is Becky Rankin. Check out the rest of the cast at americathebilingual.com, including Mim Harrison, Maya Thomas, Carlos Plaza, Daruma Tech, and especially our mascot, Jet. Fernando, who do we thank for our music in this last episode of
1: season one? Music in this episode with a Creative Commons attribution share-alike license by, in order of appearance, Anonymous 420, Komiku, and
0: Kevin MacLeod. Thanks for listening. For America the Bilingual, this is Steve Levine.